This is just a bonus for you. It is from my second podcast, True Stories with Seth Andrews. And it is my hope that you will subscribe and share with everybody that you know. No politics, no religion, but fascinating short-form true stories. This one doesn't actually drop, I think, until April or May, but you get it early. So uh, crank it up and enjoy. This one's called The Gun Exchange. I'm Seth Andrews, and what you're about to hear is a true story. Gun ownership and the Second Amendment remain subjects that are so divisive here in the United States that some of us worry about an actual civil war breaking out someday. Well, today's story is not going to be an opinion piece about guns, so relax. I'm not trying to start a contentious argument with anyone, but I do need to set the stage. I need to give you some background before I get to the main story I want to tell. According to numbers published in a recent small arms survey right now, in the U.S., everyday citizens own 393 million firearms. That's more guns than people. Americans own one-third of all civilian guns on the entire planet. Most are handguns, followed by rifles, then shotguns. If you break it down by gender, 39% of all males have a firearm, 22% of females. More than half of all suicides in this country happen by gun, 4 in 10 murders. And the heated discussions about the how and why I will leave to you. But research from the Pew Organization estimates roughly 45,000 gun fatalities every year in the United States. And of course, this country is the world hotspot for mass shooter tragedies. And many people believe that if you do the math, fewer guns on the streets means fewer opportunities to use guns to harm or kill. And this brings me to the concept of the buyback program. Buyback programs set up an exchange where civilians, law-abiding or not law-abiding, can show up without judgment and without fear of prosecution, and they can sell their privately owned firearms to the government with no questions asked. Some of these programs are totally voluntary. Some become mandated by law. I think the most famous example was that nationwide buyback in Australia back in 1996 and 1997. That country confiscated 650,000 guns nationwide. And yes, confiscated. It was a national requirement, a national mandate strictly enforced as law. So now that we're clear on the whole buyback concept, I want to tell you a story about a recent voluntary buyback program in Utica, New York. And there was one seller he drove there from West Virginia ready to trade. Actually, he wasn't there for a buyback of working guns for cash. He hadn't brought guns. He had found a loophole in the program where he could trade in gun parts for cash. 
So he had come to Utica on the 27th of August, 2022, to sell 60 gun parts. And these parts were called auto sears. Auto sears are small devices and you connect them to a semi-automatic firearm and turn it fully automatic. Yeah, we're talking about machine guns. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms demands strict licensure for any automatic weapon for obvious reasons. And possessing an automatic or machine gun illegally might land you up to 10 years in prison. So, of course, the government wants auto sears off the streets, and this buyback program guaranteed a payment of $350 for each auto sear that was turned in. And this man from West Virginia had 60 of them. If we do the math on that, it comes to $21,000. Well, the seller wasn't there just for the money. He's a big gun advocate. He thinks government regulations are totally screwed up. He feels that buybacks are, quote, ridiculously stupid. And so beyond the easy money, he showed up to exploit the system, to make a point. And I guess he did so. New York's attorney general heard about this big payout. He was told about the loophole and he quickly fixed it to prevent other opportunists showing up and looking for easy cash. But you do have to hand it to this guy, the buyback seller from West Virginia, a man who has still not officially been named in the press, the man who has received worldwide attention for his cleverness for pocketing $21,000 in exchange for 60 pieces of plastic. Pieces of plastic that he made at home for just a few pennies using his own 3D printer. And that is a true story. Stories Podcast.com.